The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April J. Ford. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm your host, April J. Ford. I've invited a couple guests with me today on this week's show to have a roundtable discussion on how to break through the barriers and live a life of bliss. But before we get into our episode today, I wanted to express my gratitude to all of our listeners out there globally as we continue to expand um, reaching in different countries, of course, here in the United States, we've got Argentina, Argentina on the list, Israel, Norway, Russia, Austria, United Kingdom, Mexico, Russia, Vietnam, Poland, Brazil, and the list goes on and on. Thank you to all of our You Are Not Alone listeners. And for new listeners out there, I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during an adversity that they are not alone. Loneliness has been an overriding theme of my life and the challenge I've had to overcome. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. Did you know that there are golden blessings to be discovered even when life throws you a curveball? I created a formula in four steps on how to create a blueprint to rise above life's challenges. These four steps are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance. First, recognize the rubble that are barriers and roadblocks to your success, fulfillment, joy, happiness, and healing. Second, respond by creating a recovery plan. This is your blueprint and roadmap to break through those barriers. Three, reevaluate the plan as you rebuild. Even the best plans have hiccups along the way. And fourth, rebalance the relationships that bring meaning and value to your life. You can have all the power, positions, and possessions in life, but at the end of the day, it's all about the relationships. And ask yourself the same question, who do I bring meaning and value to? And to be able to answer this, you must have a mindset and thought process that is positive and progressive with yourself. Now, this blueprint guides you on finding who you are and how to handle the challenges that you're facing. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. I believe on taking a holistic approach on implementing the four steps, so this show will bring on expert guests focused on empowerment. There's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America. So for today's segment, I've invited a couple speakers with me today who have either have gone through the four-step process 
through a workshop or personal coaching or just big fans of the You're Not Alone work or Chase the Challenge and Conquer work that I've done. And I want them to share their personal story with you guys to be able to teach you and inspire you how you can break through the barriers of what you're going through. Basically, how to create a diamond life using the four pillars. Again, taking a holistic approach with health and wellness, personal development, life skills, and leadership and mentoring by implementing the simple four steps that I just outlined. So today we have Mary Carrillo, who will share her story of how she had a difficult time focusing and was overwhelmed with her grief of losing her seven-year-old son. Mary grew by developing her own passion to help others through their trauma and gave her the power to heal herself. And the support network that she was provided allowed her to take steps to mend her heart to heal from her loss. Nisa Salas, being a former school teacher, has dealt with her own difficulties of generational patterns of abuse from her childhood, health challenges that nearly took her life that was featured in Oxygen Fitness magazine. She appreciated the process on how we respond to our life challenges, and she recognizes the importance of how women need to create boundaries, to ask for help, and to not overcompensate for our wellness. So don't underestimate estimate the simplicity of what can turn your tragedy into triumph, whether it's from loneliness to dealing with loss, abuse, or just feeling overwhelmed and stressed from life's curved balls. We want you guys to know that you are not alone. So let's welcome Mary and Nisa for this week's show on You Are Not Alone. How are you, ladies? Hello. Hi, April. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so hey, excited to bring you guys on. Yes, well, let's start with Mary. You know, briefly tell us more about yourself and your background before you got plugged into the four-step workshop. Okay, well, uh, my name is Mary, and I am from Orange County, California. Um, I'm a single mom to a wonderful seven-year-old who, like you mentioned, now lives in my heart. And I've done a little bit of everything. Currently, um, I am working in the lending industry. However, for a while before my son, my son passing and even after now, um, my passion and my focus in the nonprofits and I'm currently in the very early stages of starting my own nonprofit to help children with cancer as, as my son was. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Awesome. And continue your, your great work. So I can't wait to hear more about that. Nisa, let's share a little bit more about your background. Yes. Thank you so much, April. And uh, you hit it right on the on right on the head when you said that I'm a former school teacher and had had incredible experiences growing up. I am the granddaughter of a U.S. Navy veteran who had severe post-traumatic stress, and that post-traumatic stress from his war experience went right through my bloodline. And I didn't even know until just recently, even as of two to three months ago how deep those roots really went and how they have impacted my life. And I as well am married to a combat veteran from the Marine Corps. So just kind of through some bumps and challenges along the way, continue to do what I can to make meaning out of my crazy life and to, like you mentioned, create boundaries and to ask for help when necessary. Right. Great. Can't wait to hear more about that. Now, some of our You're Not Alone listeners out there may be having some challenges with, you know, whether if they're feeling overwhelmed with being, 
able to focus on their personal life or work life or just being at a peaceful state of mind considering the challenge or adversity that they're facing. Can you, ladies, share, you know, what were your challenges before participating in the workshop? What were the key challenges that was, you know, really every day for you to function? What were you guys facing? What was a typical day like? I'm going to start. Uh, this is Mary. So um, for me, there was there was actually quite a few challenges. And personally, I believe that my challenge my challenges had a lot to do with the with the passing of my son and grieving. Um, they revolved around my loss. Uh, time management was a huge one. Um, just finding my own ground and just trying to struggle finding out who I was and you know without my son and just having to deal with with that in general. Um, just as small as the smallest thing as getting out of bed, money management, mm-hmm. um, losing focus, whether it was everyday focus or just focus on my goals or just focus on, on just any little thing, just pushing myself in general. And just, I think in general, um, having that feeling of looking at things, um, I guess, in a, in, a ha- in a glass half full type of situation, those were my main focuses, which is a lot for me. Right, right. And that's understandably so in in going through such a traumatic event such as grief and going through the cycles of grief. Like you said, it was hard for you to concentrate or focus even on the simple daily task of being able to function um, what everybody would consider a simple task, like just getting out of bed or maybe eating or deciding on what to wear, something as simple as that. Exactly. And like you said, it's absolutely normal to feel this way. And everybody works and manages things at their own pace. But as long as I think we're learning and experiencing and we're not stuck in one situation, I think that definitely helps. But I mean, it's definitely been a challenge for sure. Right, right. Now, Nisa, what were some of your daily challenges? I know you mentioned a lot of the family history with PTSD. Then you had your own health challenges that, you know, that was featured in Oxygen Magazine that nearly took your life. Can you expand on that part of your life? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I'll just kind of give a one-minute synopsis if I can, and then later we can delve further if necessary. So I did not know until a few months ago that I was severely abused as a baby, but I recall being abused as a young uh, child, and then as I became a teenager, uh, I I was very aware of that type of abuse. And then later on in my 20s, I had a lot of different challenges with depression, alcoholism, suicidal tendencies, and then I got married and discovered that I had a uterine imbalance. And I had tumors, so I went on this wild journey trying to heal myself without surgery, and the tumors grew, believe it or not, to a 10-pound mass, and that manifested itself in my, basically in my gut, in my uterus, and when I finally operated, I almost died, so five doctors took out my 10-pound tumor, and that night I hemorrhaged. So along the way, and even to this point, naturally, um, I'm actually healthy now, thank goodness. I don't have any physical imbalances, and I'm a huge health person. But more than anything, along with physical health comes emotional, mental, and then, of course, if you can sprinkle in some spiritual there, uh, I've always had to make a choice. So I could do what my family has done, which has been abusive mentally, emotionally, and then physically. Mm -hmm. I can continue those patterns, or I can make the choice to treat 
myself first with kindness and respect and to balance that out with the hard things that life gives me. So more than anything, it's a choice and it's also an attitude and giving myself permission as having been an abused baby now that I realize and a young girl, I don't have to continue abusing myself. I definitely don't have to accept abuse from other people. So just making an active decision and then finding those mentors and trying to find people that can help me learn how to treat myself better. Right. And I think you brought up a good point. You know, we have, you know, before we go on break, I really wanted to highlight that for those of you guys taking notes that Nisa really made a decision and to exercise her power, which is, you know, making that choice to break the cycle of abuse and anger and this cycle of, you know, emotional, mental imbalances that occurred in her life from depression to suicidal um, thoughts and the continued cycle of abuse in her family. But it's really, like you said, being empowered with, you know, exercising your power to choose. So when we come Back from our commercial break, ladies, I want you guys to think more about, you know, what other some some daily challenges and how did you, you know, break through those barriers? You know, one nugget that Nisa just shared with us was really making an active choice to seek mentors or to ask for help. So when we return back, we'll speak more of the challenges that are You're Not Alone listeners out there that are looking for to break through their barriers. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Has life ever thrown you a curveball called Challenges? or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email... 
Her email address is aprilj.ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. I'm your host, April J. Ford. Here on You're Not Alone, we are having a roundtable discussion on how to break through the barriers and live a life of bliss. Before the break, um, we had two guests, Mary and Nisa. Mary was able to share a little bit of her story of the difficulties and the cycles of grief that she was going through after losing her seven-year-old son and Nisa battling with a lot of health challenges from mental, emotional, and physical imbalances, dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts, and breaking the cycles that has been generational patterns in her family of abuse. So Mary, you know, did you deal with any, you know, in this process of self-discovery and grieving, were you dealing with any type of negative self-talk or limiting beliefs that stood in your way? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's part of it's part of the grieving process, part of going through such a traumatic experience. I think those thoughts are definitely there. Um, however, it's I guess it kind of seems more of a mind over matter type of situation because regardless of what situation we're in, whether it's a loss or whatever it is, negative thoughts are going to always be um, peeking through, always going to be at every corner. Um, and those thoughts were definitely there. And I, I, I can't say that they're completely gone. I think it's going to be a process. And it's, it's only been 16 months since my son passed. But I think definitely trying to overcome that and knowing that you want to feel better and making the decision that you want to challenge yourself to feel better and become better and, and do something positive, not just for yourself, for your own self-healing, but for others. And maybe in doing so, that'll help, you know, the soft talk or the negative negativity or just in general, because I think especially losing a child, at least from my, speaking from my own perspective, there's, there's definite thoughts about what could I have done or what didn't I do or what, that I do wrong, and I think that's that's always there. And that, I mean, maybe as time passes by, it'll quiet um, on its own. But I think wanting to, and definitely making the choice to want to feel better and want to make it better, and taking steps to do that, and you know, making whether it's an everyday goal or a little goal or a big goal, just finding finding those goals and and definitely taking steps to to making it better. But yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's definitely absolutely there and was there. Yeah. Right. And I think you said it, it, you know, very accurately. It's really a, a process and a process for you to be able to manage it. Would you be able to self reflect on, you know, the Mary, you know, so many months ago, whether it was eight months ago, 10 months ago, even 12 months ago on how you're able to deal with the negative self-talk versus the Mary today? Yeah, absolutely. The difference between, um, I mean, first of all, when my son first passed away, it was complete shock, and I didn't know what was going on until months later, I realized, you know, things are happening, and it's it's a whole learning experience. For me, it has been just learning how to cope with situations, how to cope with the everydays, Um, but I I know that for me, um, learning how to take on every day was a challenge and still is, just in different ways just making the decision to to want to make it better. And just months ago, even before I did your, your workshop, I had a very difficult time just getting out of bed, 
just deciding to get out of bed and every day was a, a difficult day. And for, for me, I, I believe in, whether it's my loss or any, loss of any other person in your life or loss of grieving for anything in your life, you always give yourself a reason to, to be okay with feeling the way that you're feeling. Well, I'm feeling this way because of this and I'm feeling this way because of this. So we give reasons and meanings to why we're feeling the way we're feeling and we're always going to find a way to feel the way that we're feeling and give it reason and give it, you know, process behind it. So I think I have, I gave myself a good reason why well, you're feeling this way because your son passed away and because you have the right to feel this way and just feel it. And I think it's, it's good to feel the way that you, that you need to feel, but at the same time, being stuck in it, just the longer you're stuck in a situation or the longer you're stuck in a, in a process or, an, or whatever feeling it is, whether it be negative or not, the longer you, you're going to believe it. And you're gonna you're gonna stay stuck in it longer, which is which hurts. I mean, it, that's that's what it, it comes down to. That's the bare bones of it. It hurts to be in so much pain, and it hurts to be in so much fog, and it only affects yourself in general. And and learning to get out of that is a difficult part because not doing anything is easy. Right. Trying to get out of it and taking right. steps to move forward—that's the hard part, and that comes very very difficult. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but challenging yourself and making efforts to dig yourself out of the hole, you know, it's, it's so rewarding. It and makes it rewarding, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that you would ever, um, at least for me, speaking from my own perspective, I don't think that I will ever completely get over the loss, um, but I think I will move in steps towards having the loss be the reason why something amazing is happening or why something amazing was created instead of having it be the reason why it broke me down and the reason why it just shattered me. I, I, I wanted to, to make something good out of it and not have it be in vain, if that makes right. sense. Right, and I think that's very keen of you to share how you're able to self-reflect on sharing your emotions because emotions are there as indicators to show us what we're going through, like Nisa said, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and spiritually as well. And right. yes, we do, each of us attach certain meanings and definition of, you know, whatever the outcome of the situation is, we'll attach this meaning or that meaning. And we, sometimes we may not have an accurate quote unquote description of what that emotion is, but it is a healthy exercise for you to, you know, recognize the emotion and be with that emotion at that moment and just right. embrace that moment. It may not feel good. It may not be okay to go through a loss or being hurt in pain or anger, whatever it is, but it's healthy in a sense to be in the moment with that emotion. And like you said, it's not healthy when it becomes, you know, a, a cycle and you're just overwhelmed with it day in and day out, then you're not able to function for long periods of time. So Nisa, Hi. you know, with some of your health challenges, I mean, being, you know, having suicidal thoughts, I mean, what type of negative self-talk I can only imagine that you were telling yourself, <laughs> I mean, considering the environment that you grew up in, share some of that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it always felt like I would make one step forward in my early adulthood, and then I would take two steps back, but that's truly life itself, and I have a set of parents. I have a mother that raised me, and although she's doing much better now, um, I'm 41, so when I was 20, 21, 
and moved away to college, I more so needed or I felt I needed that nurturing from my mother that I didn't get when I was younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I felt like I would reach out to her when I was in my 20s and I was totally pushed away and blown away. It was interesting because I actually physically moved away and I would have thought that she would have, um, I was devastated. She wasn't in a very loving place with herself and myself. And I thought, well, well, when I grow up, maybe somehow we could be friends, you know, somehow we can make amends, somehow we can make up for my tragic childhood. And that wasn't the case. She wasn't necessarily ready and she didn't have the tools. And so that's kind of where the suicidal feelings and thoughts came in. Um, I'd reach out to her and uh, basically I came home once, I'll never forget, came home once from college just for the weekend. And she basically kicked me out of her house. <laughs> and wow. uh, so it wasn't very pleasant. And things just got more and more downhill. Um, one good thing that has helped me was the power to choose my friendships. That has been incredible for me over my entire lifetime is that I get to choose who I become friends with. And I tend to gravitate towards people that hopefully I can give them what, uh, you know, something that they could need. There are, you know, different levels of friendship. But more than anything, I've discovered that I truly um, bond with people that can kind of mentor me and uh, make me a stronger woman. So I've got a couple of different women older than myself that I look up to that are professional. And they help me on the professional level. And then as well, they help me on personal level. And uh, again, it's that exercise of power. And once I got over um, my disappointment in my childhood and my disappointment in my mother, then I thought, you know what, I have the power to choose someone. I can't adopt a new mom, but I can adopt a friend that reminds me of my mother, but is much kinder to me. Right. So that's the to choose another role model, basically. Yeah, pretty much a role model. I've got a really good friend that we've been friends for about right. eight years. And, and, I, and uh, totally I literally, believe in, I literally like call you said, her my big sister. Right, right. And I think that's very powerful and empowering to yourself to be able to find, like you said, a mentor or a coach. Because in my experience in, in business and my personal development growth process, mentors can basically collapse the time frames to your success because they've been down the path of, you know, where you're trying to go and they can minimize the mistakes um, for you. And just quickly, before we take our next break, mm-hmm. I wanted to share another story. Um, another program participant that was in our workshop, the Foresight Workshop, her name was Dora. And I remember when Dora started with us, you know, she had nothing. She was working a minimum wage job. She was sleeping on a cot in somebody else's living room. And she was at a place in her life where she wanted this new beginning for her life, but she really didn't know where to go or how to start. And she, you know, using the first step, she recognized that she lacked the courage, the insight. And as we're speaking now about the negative self-talk, her negative self-talk actually fed and fueled her insecurities of unworthiness self-esteem, and that furthered her isolation and loneliness and connection with people. So I think it's important with sharing and hearing your stories, Mary Anissa, about 
you know, the big impact that we have when we go into that mode of being with our own thoughts, if, if we're going to exercise the power to choose to go down a positive path and have people empower and help us or just let our negative self-talk fuel and feed into our own insecurities. So when we come back from our break, I want you guys to share with our listeners why you think it's important to take a holistic approach when you're in this transition from tragedy to triumph. So when we come back from our break, back with Nisa and Mary. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to rise above life's challenges with grace, gratitude, love, and joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 888 346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofya.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. I'm your host, April J. Ford, here on You Are Not Alone with Voice America. I have two of my guests today, Mary and Nisa, past clients and program participants of the four-step process participating in the workshop and I wanted them to share their personal story on how they've been able to break through the barriers and now live a life of bliss to encourage and inspire our you're not alone listeners out there so Mary tell me now that you've gone through the four-step program can you explain in your own words why you think it's important to really take a holistic approach in this process of healing well, for me personally, um, it has helped me just gain more sense of awareness for myself. I've learned, um, and, and not just taking your workshop, but just 
being more aware of myself and what I need and taking care of me. And that's something that, to be completely honest with everybody, I was not very good at. I was so good at being the caretaker and being so good at taking care of others and being so good at just mothering and nurturing others because I, I loved him. That's the kind of person I am. However, receiving the help, that was not my... I mean, I was no no good at that. And learning to learn who I am all over again, um, just in a different state in my life, and learning to live, with physically living without my son, and just learning who I am has... I mean, and, and like, and this is still learning process is still going to happen for the rest of my life. But just in, in where I am now, from where I was, whether it be a year ago, a few months ago, or, or taking or before taking your workshop, just learning about me and taking care of me and my needs and what I need, because at the end of the day, um, who no, nobody else knows myself better than me, which is is strange hearing it and kind of listening to it, but it's so true. It's it's very true, and just. In general, learning what I need and giving it to me and nourishing myself and whether it be going out um, pedalboarding, which I enjoy doing, and I never knew that I knew how to, that I wanted or loved doing it and doing little tiny things, um, whether it be that or just going out for a walk or just meditating, whatever it is, to, to help yourself and to help ease whatever it is that's troubling or, or whatever in general it is that would be hurting or just helping you in general. So that for me has, has definitely worked, just having more self-awareness and having concentrating more on myself, which has been difficult to be honest, has been difficult to do. But little by little, I've, I've achieved little tiny goals that I've set for myself as far as learning who this new person mm-hmm. is and, you know, how to get to know her. And that has definitely helped. Awareness has been huge for me, self-awareness. Right. Yeah. And that's the key. It's really little by little. You know, I always use the the depiction of the Egyptian pyramids, you know, the pyramids weren't built in one day on one big block of stone. It was, you know, built little by little, one stone after the other. I think it's really important that you brought up that, you know, it's not selfish to take care of me because oftentimes women, we, we are the caretakers and we are the caregivers to nourish and nurture others, but it's like giving from an empty well. You know, you can't give right. in and pour into others if you're not, you know, nourishing yourself. And I think you also hit on another key topic um, when it comes to women or, or just in general men too, connecting their identities with others. It could be their family or their kids or their job and career. And when that's... Right lost and taken away from them, you're left with questioning life of, okay, who am I? Where do I go from here? Because in in dealing with grief, you know, that you're part of your identity as a mother was tied to caring for your son. And when he's no longer present here with us, there was that void and loneliness that you had to sit with. And I think it's you know, in other aspects of our life as women, too, we could tie our identities to our job or career. And when you go through this, maybe, you know, it could be a loss of a job or maybe just a transition of awakening of is this really my path or my journey that brings fulfillment in this role? And you're questioning whether your job is for you or not or your career. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. You're right. And I think setting ourselves apart from, you know, what we're used to. And that's difficult to do because that's our lives. That, that's what runs us and who we are. But it, And it's a difficult transition, and it definitely is. And unfortunately, we don't learn valuable lessons until 
this unfortunate pain comes our way, which is, you know, but that's when we grow. That's when we grow and learn the most when we're caught in unfortunate situations. As long as we take that growth and manage it and take it with us and make something out of it, I think that's important. Right. Now, Nisa, besides, you know, taking a holistic approach, like I mentioned in the previous segment of, you know, we focus on one, the health and wellness of the diamond. Second is life skills. The third is personal development. And fourth is leadership and mentoring. But what about since you're in the fitness and, and health realm of the industry, what about taking a holistic approach when it comes to quote unquote traditional versus non-traditional methods of healing. What have you done on your end to explore both avenues? Well, that's a great question, April. Well, when it comes to fitness, I personally believe it's a spiritual experience. I have been known to, I actually have prayed before I exercise. And I take whatever is bothering me, whether it's a current situation or maybe an old past memory of being hit by one of my parents comes up or being talked down to, Mm -hmm. then I basically bless the experience and um, I do my workout and I just remind myself that I'm worthy, that I deserve the best health of my life that I deserve to put healthy food into my body. I aspire to do a raw food lifestyle at least 50 to 75% in the next year. But just reminding myself that good food and good nutrition, live foods as well, vitamins, water, and then obviously removing those toxic spots, they go a long way. And then ultimately... I go through phases where I can enter a competition and I recently, in fact, a month ago, we had an event in Dallas and it's called the Spartan Sprint and it kind of devastated me because I signed up with another woman and the night before at 10.30 p.m. I get this text that she wasn't going to be there. So that's where the power of choice comes in. Here I am, Mm -hmm. the wife of a disabled veteran who cannot compete with me. And I'm feeling so excited and stoked that I'm going to work out with another woman and we're going to do something really wild, like 13 optical courses and a (laughs) five-mile run-walk through something called the AT&T Stadium. They literally designed this um, obstacle, whatever, through a stadium. So lots of climbing, stairs, and stairwells. And then I get this devastating text the night before. So that's where I exercise my power. And the holistic part came in when I said to myself, okay, I have options. I can, number one, forfeit the race and waste my $100 and then basically allow a negative situation to win. Or I can go and compete and then find a reason and a purpose behind it. It was interesting because as I was driving to the race and trying not to be angry, I prayed about it and I said, you know, what is the meaning in this? and discovered that although I was severely abused on many different levels, that my grandfather's military service was honorable, his legacy was not, and that I have that choice. I can focus on the negative and the wrong and the raw feelings of his experiences from war, or I can do that type of race in not only his honor, but in my husband's honor 
as my husband went to war three times before we met. And I could take tragedy and I can turn it into something very powerful. And when I was done with that obstacle race, there are no words to describe how I felt. I was actually, it turned around to, I wasn't even angry at the woman for giving up on me. Mm -hmm. I was actually grateful. I was grateful that she had encouraged me to sign up. And even though she didn't, I still gained much, much more. Wow. That's awesome. Now, what were your favorite parts of the uh, workshop going back to Mary? I, I know you mentioned some of the time management, budgeting your time and your money. I think we called it the budgeting time, talents, and treasures, um, the daily routine, or was it maybe disciplining your distractions and time secrets, dream building, meditation, um, clearing and cleansing? What were some of your top two to three favorite parts of the workshop? One of my my favorite ones uh, was definitely time management. And I, I can't say that I com- I com- completely successfully managed it, but I, I it's changed a lot for me since taking the workshop. That was a big one for me, just your ideas in general and having a way of working things for me individually and setting time apart to, to focus on different tasks and completing them. And that has been big for me. It's, it's worked great. And just focusing even for little tiny goals, whether it be a big goal or just having realistic ways of achieving these goals and that are not out of this world and completely not doable but manageable for each situation and for each different task. That was really, really big for me. And another one was um, definitely green building. That, that, was, that was something I enjoy doing just because I know and I knew what I wanted to do at the time. I just didn't know how, but I knew it was possible, and I didn't know how I was going to do it. But when you have uh, a vision or, or a goal or a dream, whatever it is you want to call it, and then you want to do it, you find ways to be like, well, it might not be possible, or reasons, or or just things that you know drive you away from doing that. But that was big for me, and as far as being able to visualize it and feeling the feelings of having it and receiving mm-hmm. it, and and having it the emotions that come with it. And for me, it's like I mentioned earlier, it was um, getting a nonprofit started in, in, in honor of my son. And although that's not completely um, done and, and completed, it's, it's, it's in the beginning. It's progress. I know it'll definitely be done. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that right. was big for me. That was really big for me, just focusing and, and getting that started and getting it together. The dream building was, was really big for me. And, 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 and I, and I appreciate you for, for teaching me that and just, bringing it to, to me and really, really helped. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. Like you said, you know, just listening to you on what your favorites were and why and how you've implemented to this day to make continued progress. Like you said, you're creating this nonprofit, although it's not complete, but progress is success. And, right. you know, I didn't even tell you this, but you said it of really knowing the impact of dream building, showing yourself what thoughts are possible because it all starts with thoughts before you create the actions and decisions to pursue your dream. And a real big um, thing to learn about the dream building exercise that we do is really to feel it and embrace it when we go through that exercise. It's not just about drawing pictures or writing words on your walls or, or creating you know a board with pictures and words, but really how do you invoke your your state of body mentally emotionally physically spiritually to feel 
um, to get you moving in that direction. So I think that's that's really good that you're still yeah. um, doing that. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I have you to thank. So thank you. Thank you so much. No, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. So, Nisa, when we come back from our break, I want you to share some of the things that you've picked up. I know you've read a couple of my books, Chase a Challenge and Conquer, and You're Not Alone. You touched on a little bit about it, you know, for our listeners out there that don't know, but it comes back to, like, clearing and cleansing, forgiveness, and also uh, meditation and prayer. So I want you to expand on that when we take uh, Mm our last break. Most definitely. Well, first of all, the opportunity to recognize and to be honest with myself and to say, okay, um, so I used to have the feeling that I would not recognize that I was abused in my lifetime. And so I was dealing with the after effects and not being able to tell myself, hey, you know, I was abused. I had a hard childhood, yada, yada, yada. It was like, oh, no, everything's fine. Nothing ever happened. And so it was very difficult for me before. And now it's like, okay, being able to get through the four steps, the first step, recognizing and being honest. And then the second part of being able to respond. So it's like, okay, now I realize that something was not right. And so here comes the what do I do about it part. And so for me, it was like, okay, I needed to learn more about myself. I actually went back to some of my family members and they wanted to shield me from the facts. And I do have one family member. She doesn't give me a lot of information. But what I learned along the way from other family members, I come back and say, okay, is this basically what happened? And she's like, yeah, it sure is. And so just learning more. And unfortunately, I'm learning a lot lot more as life goes on. But again, I have that power of choice. And then reevaluating who I am as a person and how far I've come in my life. I mean, Having been a prior suicidal person, I, naturally I could have taken myself out of this world. And it wasn't meant to be, thank goodness. And um, reminding myself that, okay, I could travel down a wrong path. I could go back into alcoholism. I can disrespect my body by smoking cigarettes and just totally having those toxic thoughts. Or I can stay on the trajectory of health and wellness and I'll tell you what, doing a um, an obstacle course is kind of like abuse. <laughs> but at the In end, a positive reinforcement way. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I can go to the bar and I can really, really, really get drunk and I can make some stupid decisions and, uh, you know, go downhill from there. Or I can take that same frustration and that pain and I can go to an obstacle course and I can really push through it and be really proud of the outcome. So it's like, okay, being able to recognize that, and being able to reevaluate that and do, um, I like what Mary said, it's just action. You know, if you have a hard time getting out of bed, well, by gosh, maybe that's the goal of the day is to just get out of bed, you know, right. and then maybe the next step is what, brush your teeth or, you know, brush your hair and just going through the motions. And then finally rebalancing and being able to say, you know, is there something new that I want to try? So for me personally, it's having a bucket list. I love that concept. Uh, I just met a woman this morning who took her granddaughter to do tra- trapeze lessons and uh, in my local neighborhood. And I thought that would be awesome to be learning how to swing on a trapeze. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, I'm 41, but I still have a lot of life left in me. And uh, just continuously learning and growing. And to know that um, life is a gift, I 
basically should not be here, um, given the circumstances that I've been through in my life and being grateful for every single breath. Um, I love the mornings when I see the sunrise. I'm just like, wow. You know, taking the small things, um, you know, just saying, wow, taking a minute to look at the sun when it comes up. Or, uh, you know, if I see, I saw a deer. I live in the middle of the city, and a deer ran across my path on my drive home for work the other night. And I was like, wow, a deer. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) Gratitude. Yeah, be gratitude of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, so in, yeah, just having that, that four-step process is really huge. I like how you define that in your book. Great. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm so proud of you, Nisa, as well. I mean, gosh, to speak about the history that you've gone through from, you know, not even childhood, but all the way back to infancy and then growing yeah. up um, with all the difficulties and challenges you have faced and shared with our audience today. So in our last you know, three to five minutes here with our listeners. Mary, if you could, you know, just have one thing, one takeaway that will empower somebody else who might be in the position that you were once were, what advice would you give them? I would just definitely say, don't stop trying. Don't give up. However you want to put it, don't don't stop doing, you know, the motions to feel better, to get better, to want more, to... You know, do whatever it is that you need to do to complete your goal, whether it is, like we talked about, getting out of bed or, you know, achieving any personal goal or running a marathon, saving money, a family goal, whatever it might be, whether it's a dream or whatever it is, just definitely don't give up and and absolutely pace yourself and make it achievable and make it so it's it's doable and challenging but still achievable and stay on top of it. And, you know, we all have setbacks. When we fail, it's okay to fail. You, you, we fall to pick ourselves up and learn. You learn from there, and you learn to keep at it and keep going. And, you know, keeping our, our goals is important. Uh, right. to achieving I like anything. that. Yeah, don't give up and keep your, as we went through the workshop, having realistic, smart goals. Now, Nisa, exactly. what's one thing would you leave, you know, our listeners with that would inspire them to, you know, break through their barriers? Well, just um, always be willing to learn and grow and to change. Uh, it's so easy to get in a rut. You know, we all have responsibilities, expectancies, goals, and things like that, and maybe some things got lost along the way. Uh, maybe we wanted to try something new or press some boundaries with our careers, and somehow it didn't get done. But always knowing that as long as you still have a pulse and as long as you're still breathing, you're still alive. I once heard of a woman who wanted to be an actress her entire life, and at the age of 90, she took acting lessons, and she started a movie, and she was 90. Right, right. <laughs> and that's, that's like I said, as long as you're willing and have that desire to learn and grow. So in closing, where can our listeners find you know more about your work, Mary? I know you're still developing the nonprofit, and Nisa, can they find you on Facebook, or what social media platform would you like our listeners to find more about your work? Yeah, for me, Mary, definitely. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and post updates, whether it be for fundraising that I'm doing. I do a lot of fundraising for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society um, in honor of my son or whether it be for my nonprofit or just in general, whatever it is that I'm doing. Facebook is, is definitely a way to find me, Mary Carrillo, or um, I, I write a blog, I, uh, Calvin's Mom.com. I write a blog about just my daily doings and struggles or 
just the different things that are going on. So, yeah, definitely find me and um, we'll take it from there. Okay, and Nisa. Mm-hmm. You can find me at nisasalas.com. That's N as in Nancy, I, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, E, S as in Sam, A, O as in Look, A, S as in Sam.com. And I am accessible by email. I love to uh, get to know people and to share. And I also like to learn from others. So you can reach me on my email. It's nisasalasfitness at gmail.com. And as in Nancy, I, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, A. S is in Sam, A O is in Lurk, A S is in Sam Fitness at gmail.com. I am on Facebook as well. And so, uh, just kind of saying some things. I've actually worked with people all over the world in terms of their health and fitness goals and just basically bringing a balanced perspective um, and just making sure that people are eating the right way. There's a lot of people that chronically uh, eat a lot, but they're not really nourishing their body. And, right. uh, you know, Spending okay. all those years, you know, struggling. I don't want anyone else to feel the same way. Right. Alrighty, everybody. I'm your host, April J. Ford, here at Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and this show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. Make sure you go to feeljoyagain.com to receive your weekly words of joy. There's gold to be discovered in our challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered. And starting mid-August, we will have a new time slot every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific here on Voice America. We appreciate your joining us this week for You Are Not Alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.